special disclaimer that I, Mystic, am an employee of Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. Last time on Utopia Podcast, the party continued to fight statues and chitinous creatures to get Sibba's backpack back after it was stolen from camp the night before. They then decide to head toward the large stone magical structure that Bitsy had seen the night before. And that is where we find the party. party has left the road quite a ways away from the road actually after searching for Ziba's pack fighting some creatures and realizing that those creatures may have been guarding something you all decided to head over to a strange glowing pillared thing that Bitsy had spotted the day before it's Surrounded by trees and woods, uh, but the clearing kind of opens up, and inside are these four pillars surrounded by a glowing magical light that seem to like flash with runes. There's a raised precipice of stone that these pillars kind of surround, and in the center of that precipice of stone is a chest, and above that chest is floating some kind of black void of a circle. Seems flat if you look at it straight ahead, but if you bend down a little bit, you can see that it is open and wide. Uh, uh, Does anyone know uh, Detect Magic? Although I get it. Well, that they should be able to take care of, yes. And I'm also happy to start investigating what this all might be. Um, I think Morgus is like reaching for his metal orb and uh, he's taking a particularly close look at those runes to see if. they indicate anything that he might understand, whether it's a language or a formula or something like that. Yeah, give me an arcana check. And do. Uh, 14. What languages do you know? Common, Draconic, Dwarfish, and Infernal. You don't know the language. But the magic seems familiar. But you're still not sure what it could be. Generally, you get that it's 
protection magic. Someone really doesn't want folks getting to this chest, it seems. It wouldn't happen to be celestial, would it? It is not. I think... If if Scylla peers over Morgus's shoulder, any chance she can see what the language is? It comes in like flashes. So it's hard to tell full words, but as you look at the runic shapes that it makes, it does look familiar to you, Scylla. I would like to point out that it's easy for Sulla to look over Marcus's shoulder. <laughs> um, I was acting a little bit like it is as not to make you feel bad about it. <laughs> if we want to wait. Like, <laughs> crouches down just to look over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> if you all like to wait for an hour... I can uh, ritual cast comprehend language. I could also just do it instantly. Um, I think you would prefer. I I mean, if if we'd like to take sort of ten or eleven minutes, I can cast detect magic as a ritual just to sort of confirm what I'm thinking here. Well, I need a hot sec to go through my pack, make sure nothing's missing anyway. So. Might as well go through it. Oh, there we go. Thinking yeah. through. Marcus will get started on the <laughs> ritual cast to detect magic. Yeah. Yeah, and Livy will start with comprehend language. He'll he'll begin his vibe. Audrey wants to walk the length of the death that emanates from this place. Yeah. It's just a square. Around the exterior, you're happy to walk it. Are you looking for anything in particular? I just kind of want to, like, gauge if it's just a hard cutoff, if it's something that's slowly creeping, like, out from this place and seeping into the natural world. Mm. Give me an investigation check. Ooh, ooh, hot start. So uh, it's a natural one for a zero on my investigation. That's how we got into this mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening again. You have no idea. No idea. Interesting. What is distracting Godfrey? Uh... His interaction with the crows that had flown out of the statues, I feel like every moment he's like crouching down to see it, he's just getting flashes back of like that place with those crow monsters and it's just making him unable to focus on the task at hand. So his walking the perimeter to try to find something has just become his way of trying to like get away from that combat. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyone else doing anything? Ziba, you find everything else in your pack. Nothing has been taken. <laughs> trust no one. Got me sure. <laughs> Any more goo? That was I had too many for. things go missing from my backpack. All right. Maybe like extra goo. Um. 
No pressure, Liz, but you do see Ziba like searching through her backpack, which reminds you what you learned at the carousel court. Yeah, if this is the timing that I think Scylla has been looking for since we've hit the road, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of gather everyone around while we're while we're casting and and figuring things out. Uh, back at Ulu's, I don't want to alarm anyone, but um, uh, I I thought I saw hanging around the workshop one of those scales from from the crown from uh, your friend Ziba. Where? Um, back back at Ulu's, but there was no. I didn't see any sign of of her. Are you sure they didn't take it? Uh, I, I didn't think to ask. Um. I mean, I, they were really insistent. They wanted us to show on the crown. I'm, maybe they took it for themselves. I don't, it's not nice to go through other people's things. Can we talk while we're ritual casting? If you're both ritual I'm casting, then this. no. You're focused solely on what's going on. You can hear. You can hear everything that they're saying, but your focus is on what you're doing. There's probably some chanting, some vocal, somatic, material components involved to the spell. Now we know that the last place the crown was seen was at the court, and now there's a scale at the court that was from the crown. And I know Ulu can be kind of messy and careless, not careless, you know, but um, a a way of organizing things. I just, uh, it seemed a little unusual. I'm trying to retrace my steps. The last that I took it out of my bag was the court. When was the last time I saw it in my bag? I think I didn't notice it was missing till we were at the castle. But was that before or after the prison? I think it was after the prison. The last place it was physically out of my bag was the court. Oh, this is hard. (laughs) Was it not the court's dealing... To look into the Church of Mysheria to begin with? Were they not somewhat... Did they know anything about the other gods before we did? Would I have an indication? Uh, we were in Kepar the ones who gave you the Book of the Old Gods. They're the ones who had started Wasn't investigating. Her diary? Mm-hmm. Her diary was the one that was like, the serious lie. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose anyone would be Weaver and K-pop, but they trust Ulu enough. Mm, but Ulu had a scale. I think Celeste also saying this in a way as as so that the two casters can also be taking in this information Mm -hmm. and not trying to like 
dump or divulge so that they can kind of process and hear and cast at the same time. Absolutely. <laughs> Short stops. Godfrey makes it all the way around the outside. This conversation happens. Emma checks her bag. Uh, Livy and Morgus complete their ritual casting of the spell. And I got distracted by the role play. Now I need to remember what I'm looking up. <laughs> we do it at the same time, just to be dramatic. Real quick, Daniel and Ed are both on either side on the bottom, on either side of Sierra. So when you're both dancing, it's like... <laughs> you now must do that when you're concentrating on a spell. It's the way you remember that you're concentrating. If you ever stop, you lose concentration. No! <laughs> Do you ever come across that man on TikTok with the, the shaky balls? That's... I imagine that's a spell casting time. Awesome. So, Detect Magic was cast by Morgus. Tells you what school that the spell is. And what it does is it tell you what the spell is. I didn't think so. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. And I can learn its school of magic, if any. Mm. Okay. Um, you learn that this is abjuration magic. And that it is serving the purpose that you th you thought it was to keep something out. So it's meant to block us from entering, not to block something from the inside coming out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I will share that information with the group. Has Morgus written this down in, in your summation of this? Have you been right? Or did you just sort of pick up on it and vibe it out? Or did you like describe it? Um, Morgus, the initial evaluation that kind of pointed in this direction was from him drawing on his expertise. The detect magic spell was a confirmation of that. So at best, yeah, he's kind of vibing this out, but it's it's an it's more of an educated guess type of evaluation. So he's he's making something based off of his expertise, but no, he he doesn't usually take notes or write things down. Livy, I think the words of the spell have have got you here in that. To be able to read the language, you have to be able to touch to... the thing. Yeah, isn't it like a stone pillar? No, it's a part of the light that is making up the barrier of the wall. Oh. If you would like to try to touch it, you can. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I can throw a stone at it first to see what happens. Can I, can I, can I ask above table real quick if Morgus would have any... From his evaluation and the detect magic, would I have any inkling about 
any kind of reaction this thing might have or not. It's uh, going to repel anything material that tries to enter into, to cross it very strongly. Okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, Levy? Um, let's, that that barrier is going to react fairly strongly if you do the touching of the thing for your spell. I don't mean to discourage you, but I also don't want you to be a little pile of ash. Not that it would be that strong, but. Fine. I could play the devil's advocate here for a moment. (laughs) Technically, Morgus wouldn't know this before Livy had the opportunity to touch it. Because they all started ritual casting at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Ooh, although who's, what's the duration of ritual casting comprehend languages versus... Detect magic. Okay, so I would know um, this before his ritual cast would complete, so I could share it with him. The casting time is one o- action, according to what Olivia has oh. in the in the chat here. Well, the, the ritual action. is just ten minutes plus an action. Oh, yeah. then we would be done at the very same time. So I don't know if I yeah. can stop him. Maybe I'm yeah. communicating that and then blink. Yep. <laughs> Press the red button. Press the red button. <laughs> at that point, as Morgus explains it, he just goes, as exhibit A, it clearly demonstrates. Okay, right, let's see what you, happens. Uh, uh, give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> uh... That's a 14. That's not enough. Um, as I get my dice out, which I forgot to get out. So uh, I don't know if I have enough D8s right here. Okay. Oh. What? Oh, dear. We'll roll two at a time. Oh, so I found this great stone I could use to just throw at the... What the fuck? Just like that. That's How many did that sound like? That is 14 radiant damage. And you are blinded. Ooh! Cool! Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to immediately run over to Livy and give you 10 of those back. Hmm. I'm just going to put my hands on your shoulders and like a defibrillator just... Oh, 10 back into you. Shocked back to life. Is that God? Thank you, Godfrey. You're uh, right, Livy. What? Uh, oh, sure. Okay. I Are you okay? I to be somewhat blind. Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. She looks back up at everyone. He's got something for that. Well, don't you have something for that? Make sure you keep blinking, let your eyes water. It'll work itself out, I'm sure. All right. uh, Don't touch the blinding light. For everyone else, this very much looks like a camera flash, like a huge camera flash on the wall. I don't like that. They have cameras, but they don't have microscopes. I'm going to have Morgus do an investigation 
And I am going to see if I can use a dwarven thing. Okay. These pillars, Ooh. this stone structure. Oh. May I make an investigation or a history check related to the origin of the stonework and use my stone cunning dwarven feature that is never yeah. used ever? Absolutely. Oh my god. Thank you so much. Oh shit. How'd you learn this? <laughs> um Your grandpa can help you learn it, Zeba. <laughs> I can I can add double my proficiency bonus to the check. Yeah. So that means I oh gosh. History is that plus an additional three. So that makes it a plus ten total for the modifier, and I rolled an eighteen for a twenty-eight. To yeah. figure out like the origin of the stonework here. I want to know how old it is primarily. Yeah. This stone is probably been here for 200 years. Mm. And what you get is that you are an expert at stones. Expert at stones, I think. This is not a material you're familiar with in any way, shape, or form. This is literally the first time you have ever interacted with this type of stone. Um, is the barrier around the stone pillars, or can I actually touch the material without touching the you barrier? You can touch the, the pillar pillars. themselves. It seems like the yeah. pillars, the light is emanating from the pillars on all sides, kind of closing off. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like surrounding them. Okay. Mm-mm. I think Morgus is you just going to slowly feel the texture of this material, almost awed by it. Livy, got a question. Uh, shoot. As you, I would say, too, as you, as you touch the stone, it kind of, like, ripples like there's a magic around it. With that 28, I'll give you that. Cool. Um, my detect magic lasts for 10 minutes. I don't know if this check would take longer than that, but as I see that ripple of magic, can I tell what school it is, if it has any? It is illusion magic. And as you, I would even say you're able to like tap, tap, tap in certain places or however Morgus would do this and drop yeah. the illusion magic on one of the pillars. And it looks like a solid black stone, just like from your visions. Oh, you know what? It's being I disguised. could have written down the language and then done my spell. That's a great idea, Livy. Um, <laughs> this, there's a, there's a disguise on these pillars. This is, this is very strange and we should probably back away and avoid this. Give me an investigation check. Morgus? Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Fifteen. As you look up the pillars, sort of rounded at the top, and that black is shining. And you see at the like where it's rounded, like the flat face with the rounded top, almost like an eraser. Yeah. There is the etching of an eyeball in the very top of this pillar. 
the rounded like, edge of the front of the pillar has an eyeball on it. Is it as though the eye is like looking down or watching the out like facing outside? Facing outside, and as you notice it, it turns and looks at you. I'm going to remove my hand from the pillar. The magic comes back up. There's a way that these pillars are aware of us in that investigation. A weird security system who would disguise a bunch of rocks in the middle of the woods. Um, those people were rocks. Is this like a rock racist? No, I think whoever my best conclusion is that the material these are made out of is not from here. It's from somewhere else. Like a different plane. And I have seen it before. Or something like it. And that the disguise is part of the protection so that those who might be looking for something specifically are deterred from finding it. Um, the... This is going to be a weird question. The aesthetic of the barrier, is it in stark contrast to to the true form of this stone? Yes. Okay. Morgus will point point that out. Oh, thank you. Can someone do me a favor um, and, like, draw what they're seeing right now in my notebook? I think you hand the paper so to Scylla, the and thing. then as Scylla is writing this on a piece of paper, Scylla just says, those who are here shall be warned. Always we're watching. Always we're torn. <laughs> and she just tells you, because she can read it, what it is. What? Can we all read it? I don't see. They're definitely it's up to Liz if you write it like directly as it's translated or if you write it in common as you <laughs> are like translating. Oh no, so I'm I'm like sight translating where <clears throat> as uh Livy, if you uh if you hand that to me, I can um I'll sketch it out and call it out to you if you want. Uh, and and like as I'm sketching it out, I'm hoping that maybe Livy is under the presumption that like I'm gonna. It looks kind of like a like a triangle thing with a with a cross through it. And uh, no, I'm just verbally telling you in common what it says. Wait, how do you know what it says? Uh, I don't know. Uh, school extracurricular thing. Listen, are you? Give me a. I'm blind. Or a persuasion check. <laughs> Liz, whichever you prefer. I don't necessarily know that it's deception. What am I? I'm going to do persuasion because I don't necessarily. Yeah. Um, 
14. Okay. You can roll insight, Livy, if you'd like. Otherwise, with a 14, I would say generally you believe what Scylla's saying. But if you feel like Livy would be suspicious. Oh, that's a nat one. (laughs) (laughs) I trust Scylla implicitly. (laughs) I'm I'm probably whatever she wants. I trust her. I think for the most part, Scylla is helping raise her child. How could I not trust her? Godfrey's passive insight is 16, but I will keep that to himself. Oh, yeah. Godfrey, you sense that maybe something's a little weird about that? Oh. Okay, it's good. I trust you implicitly. I was I was just thinking well, that if you I, knew... I mean, no, well, listen, I If you knew it, then it would be a little shitty of you not to say anything, because I'm lying now, but I trust you 100%. Oh, yeah, listen... I know you would never put me in a situation where I would do something stupid if you knew the if you if you knew uh, the answer already. You would not lie to a blind person. Exactly. You're yeah, not blind I mean, anymore. That only lasted about a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, Lily blinks a little like bit this. and like like oh oh that's horrifying. <laughs> I also, I don't know how accurate that was. I, I, it's been a while. It's just, you know, like you retain it. I probably wouldn't go around like repeating it, but I think that's mostly accurate. Don't fuck with the box, I think, is the effect of it. Livy is like uh, writing down, because the spell does technically last an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's writing down what he sees like of the language on his notebook mm-hmm. and uh and and that's how he's gonna work around this to, to hopefully not be blind again if it still works i don't know what did that say again it said don't fuck with the box yeah don't fuck with the box Very straightforward. I commend whoever wrote that on the wall. <laughs> could, could, could we get the translation one more time? Please? <laughs> sure, oh, I have no idea what, what I said. Um, oh, well, well, okay. In that case, it's an ominous thing, and there are eyes watching you. I think so- was, those who approach <laughs> shall be warned. Forever oh, yeah. we are torn, and... Ever shall we watch something like that? Shall we be watching? That sounds pretty close, actually. All right. So, is there anything we could do about these walls or this box? Are we just going to stay here? Should we just keep going at this point? They seem to be I mean, I could try to job. boost someone up over the wall. Like, it doesn't look like there's a lid on it, right? It's just four walls. We just go over. I mean, I can try and. Boost someone like that. They really look like they're doing. Who's taller, Godfrey or so? Godfrey is, uh, remember right? Terrifyingly tall. He's like six six. Oh damn! Rail thin. Okay, Slenderman. Five eight. I, I have a very bad feeling about this. 
I do too. And I think we should leave, but also I'm very curious. I'm I'm growing less and less curious the more I realize just how similar this stone is underneath the illusion to what I've seen before. And he looks from Godfrey to Livy, and I've showed I've shared with you details about those visions. Yeah, so we should do something about it then instead of just letting it sit here and do whatever it's doing, right? It doesn't look like it's hurting anybody. For now. You know, I don't notice it hurting anybody either as Godfrey steps around in the dead grass. Oh, yeah. Like a loud, ominous crunching noises. Yeah. There's like a few dead birds next there. to you, Godfrey. All right, I stand corrected. <laughs> So its influence is eking out of the barrier over time. So it only blocks things from going in. So if I get onto the inside, I should be able to walk out just fine, right? All right, I'll give you a boost, Godfrey. Oh, dear. Tell me if I'm wrong, Morgus. I don't think you're wrong. I just don't like the situation. I can be ready to heal you when you get back out if anything happens. Well, he's already dead, isn't he? <sighs> I was going to say that too. If anything like Scylla's, it won't work. <laughs> Godfrey starts stretching. <laughs> up, up. <laughs> Gotta do a crack in the back, you know, make sure the <laughs> fingers are loose. Okay. If you're... If you're going, Scylla and Zibba can boost you over. Yep. It's more of like a circus type of fling, because this is kind of high. Um, So I just need a deck save to see how you land on the other side. Deck save. 13. Um, You land a little hard on your knee, but you don't hurt yourself. You know, like you bend your legs to kind of, yeah. I do have slow fall at this point. Oh yeah, you're Other fucking monk. fine. Monk shit. Um <laughs> as soon as you break the barrier, I think the rest of you see this before Godfrey even does, as Godfrey is focusing on slowing his fall. A single orange tubular thing seems to come out of that black circle. And as it Godfrey hits the ground, it turns rather quickly at the sound. And you see at the end of it is a blue irised eye. And I need Godfrey to roll for initiative. Hey. Uh, 22. I got a natural 20 for a 25. Damn. And we can't help in any way, including like spellcasters. Unless someone else wants to go over next. Only if someone else wants to go over next. Oh, fuck it. Who's going over? We're going to do one round of initiative and then we'll pass it back to the team to see what happens. Um... Mm -hmm. I, you see 
six more eye stalks pop out of this thing above the chest and face you. Uh, the first one you saw shoots a ray at you, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Natural one. Oh my god. Okay. Or a total hey, of three. Hey. Hey, Unless Morgan. this is against disease or being poisoned. Can it is not. Hurt? But I will Excellent. say one thing after I roll the damage. Uh, Sierra, above table, could you let us know when any when anybody else can roll initiative? Mm-hmm. That's okay. 17 necrotic damage, which I believe you are resistant to. I don't think I am. No? Okay. Resistant to poison. All right. It's going to pop the rest of the way out of the, the thing, the portal hole that it has been hiding in. And before you, you see a round creature with tentacles and many Many, many eyes. Oh. As we go to Godfrey. Alright, uh, treasure chest in front of me? Treasure chest in front of you. Okay, I grab it and I try to get it out of the circle. Okay, um, you're going to enter into the, like, close quarter, melee quarters with this creature and then leave it to have to do that. It's floating above the chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will bonus action to step of the wind to disengage. Yeah. Okay. Pull the chest. Give me a just general athletics check. Pretty low slave. You're just pulling a chest. Uh, that is a 19. Yeah, you got it. You're pulling. How far can you get back out? Uh, I have my movement and my dash since it was my bonus action to disengage. That's mm-hmm. 80 feet total. Okay. You pull the chest out of the light barrier, the light doing no harm to you as you drop about four feet back onto the grass in front of your friends. And this creature looks like it's probably going to chase after you. And at this point, we'll have everyone else roll for initiative. Godfrey just gives a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Livy gives a horrified, like, what the fuck, but also thumbs up back. Yeah. The six seconds is, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Ed, Edward unfortunately nice. knows what it is, but Livy does not. Oh, Livy. Please. I'm off to a great start here. Are you? 11. No. I rolled a nat one. <laughs> what Oof. is with the nat ones tonight? It's it's the balance. We start with the ones, we end with the twenties. It's good. That is absolutely how it works. That's that's how the game works. Godfrey knows one thing. It's how to poke eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was a solo round of initiative, it will start back at the top with everyone else incorporated at their rolled time. Um, So the creature is turning toward you all. Um... And is 
going to fly a little bit closer. It seems to be hovering unnaturally, um, staying inside the wall of light just a little bit and going to take its attacks at Godfrey again, the person who most recently stole the box. Um... I need Godfrey to make a strength saving throw as one of the eyes discharge. That's not in the box. Doesn't count. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's another natural one for your friend ooh, Godfrey here for a total what of is four. Wrong with you watch Godfrey telepathically just be pushed out into the trees about 15 feet away from you all, away <laughs> from the creature. Um, and then. I also need you to make a dexterity saving throw, Godfrey. Oh, okay, that's better. Uh, that's a two on the dice for a nine. Oh my gosh, okay. It's 100% <laughs> better than my last roll. One of your magic items on your person loses all of its magical properties until the start of this creature's next turn. If it has charges, it also loses charges, so let me know. Make it your mask. I uh, I don't think you have any magic items, right? I only have one magic item. Mm-hmm. And it's the mask. <laughs> I'm not that evil. Unless you count any of Avanash's potions as magic. I do count them uh, as that magic. A potion of healing. Okay. I, you don't I don't think you have anything that qualifies for this. Okay. Alright. Um, and there is one more magical eye shot. And you should make a constitution saving throw, Godfrey. Okay, that one's a good thing. I think, I hope, 18. 18 is enough. Um, but you will take half of this damage. Oh gosh. Seventeen halved to eight. Yes, thank you. <laughs> As a another ray of necrotic energy shoots towards you, and that is to Godfrey. All right. Uh, am I prone after being knocked fifteen feet this direction? You are. In the trees. So Godfrey stands up, he untangles himself from the tree and the brushes. He reaches in to one of his uh, medical pouches and he sees the necrotic damage and just smears this cream into it. Uh, healing himself for nine, uh, 14. Cool. Points of healing as his bonus action. Uh, he's going to use his action and the rest of his 20 feet to move back and open up the chest. Yeah. You open the chest. It's weird. I close the chest. <laughs> you <laughs> Ooh, no. That's enough. <laughs> I don't want to describe it, but I'm going to. Okay. Okay. The chest is about three and a half feet long and maybe two feet wide. 
maybe two and a half feet wide. It has a flat top, so it doesn't have a rounded top like the top of the chest, but it is very ornate and it has a lock on it, but you're able to just open it. There doesn't seem to be like an actual lock. It's just the mechanism of the chest that is supposed to lock doesn't seem to be working anymore. As you break it and the rusty metal chunks off, there is satin that has been deteriorated away on all four sides of the interior of the bottom of the box. And you see this small decayed being. You can tell by the skeletal structure they had hooves and skeletons or not skeletons snakes for hair. Hooves for feet, snakes for hair. There are a few rubies. um, There are gold coins where the eyes used to be, but they've since fallen into the back of the skull after hundreds of years of decay. That's what you see as you open the chest. Bonus action movement. Okay. Uh... This thing is coming after this chest. Uh, thing is in the wall. Got freeze used all of his movement. Uh, I'm gonna self-impose. Uh, yeah, sure. Godfrey just starts breaking that skeleton. He just starts smashing it. He's like, "Nope, you want this? I'm getting rid of this. Nope, nope, nope. Out of here. We're making bad decisions today, and Godfrey's in on it." Godfrey's on a wild ride. Give me a constitution saving throw as the blood, the bones just start to splinter under your fists as you crush them. Bad. That's another two. That's a four total. Uh, that is, I rolled a one on a d6, so one uh, uh, piercing damage as you get Wonderful. some shards right. of bone into your knuckles. Okay. Morgus. If I'm able to reach those gems after crushing that yeah, skull, yeah. I'll pick uh-huh. up those gems. Yeah, you get like a yeah, hundred right. gold um, worth <laughs> just, ruby and a five hundred gold worth emerald from there. Okay. Okay. Morgus, not being aware of any of this, plunges himself deep into magic. And his eyes start to glow uh, blue with like gold and white sparks um, occasionally shooting out of them. And he's going to reach a hand outward toward this creature. And in the mm-hmm. other one, he's going to start like pulling back and twisting a bit. And on his fingers are going to look like from nowhere these gold threads and a little maelstrom of that sort of sparkly gold mist will start swirling in his hand and the the threads will uh, wrap around into a sphere in the hand that he's pulling back toward him, toward his chest. And then around this creature, another bit of mist is going to start popping up and those threads will also turn and weave into a sphere. And then Morgus is going to crush the sphere in his hand, and I'm going to try to cast Vortex Warp on this creature to get it outside of the barrier toward us. Okay. As soon as you look towards this creature, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. 
Okay. Natural 20 plus 5 for a 25. You succeed, oh. but you get the sense that uh, this creature is not one that you would want to look at. Okay. I need the creature to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. <laughs> um... Uh, DC 17. 14. Okay. As Morgus crushes the sphere in his hand, the sphere around the creature also... And then it yeah. reappears within 90 feet. And I want it to be uh, on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I would like it to be right between... Ziba and Scylla, sort of right about here. Okay. You pop this weird creature right between your friends. Do you want it facing away or toward you? I want it facing away from all of us, but I want it within sword reach of Ziba Mm -hmm. and Scylla. Yep. Morgus is thinking kind of tactically here. Um, Mm -hmm. And then... With my, do I have a bonus action? This little guy. I think Morgus is then going to move five and 15, 20, 25. I'm going to move over by Godfrey as I do that. So I'm going to vortex warp it within swords distance of Scylla and Ziba. And then I'm going to move kind of over and back by Godfrey, and that's going to be my turn. You see Godfrey punching a skeletal thing inside the chest, pulling out gems. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that in a minute. So go to Scylla. Uh, Scylla's gonna... I'm, I'm gonna have to turn around, so I think on hearing this thing kind of behind me, I'm quick going to turn around, draw my sword, and take a swing on this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do this two-handed. Mm-hmm. I'm also, if I can, going to... It's going to be 17 to hit. 17 will hit. Sweet. Um, I'm also going to go ahead, and as I make contact with this, a combination of that sort of silvery blood effect, but the silver sort of rather than it sort of splashing off like it has before in that previous effect uh, off this are bits of um, silver thorn that sort of spring out from the slash, Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and also throw a little divine smite into that too. Heck yeah. So it's going to be 13 damage and then a little bit of radiant for 10. Okay. You slash this creature right in the side of its head um, opening a big wound. This like strangely coagulated like deep purple stuff just like plopping out of where you cut it um this thing is bloodied 
as we head to Livy. How much damage was that again? Uh, 27? Mm-hmm. Close to that, yeah. Roughly. I was going to use the gift you know what? Nope. Well, let's. I'm going to stick to my original plan. With the third level spell slot, I'm going to use heroism. Mm-hmm. Um, on me, Ziba, and Scylla. Okay. And immune to uh, the creature's immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting modifier at the start of each of its turn. Uh, so that is four. Uh, four, yeah. So at the start of our turn, we get four, and we're immune to being frightened. Um, do I not? Would we count that as Livy's next turn or now? You get four now, and then you would get four okay. again on your next turn. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, and. Uh, I'm going to give a bardic inspiration to Zippa. And then I'm going to very bravely run behind the tree to the right. What do you say to Zippa as you're running behind her? Bravely. Uh, very bravely. Um, stab a wall's back is turned. And then he gives a thumbs up. <laughs> awesome. That's to Zippa. You have this weird eye, round, floaty blob thing with tentacles facing away from you. Scylla just slashed it. It's shot some eye rays at Godfrey behind you. Um, everyone, Morgus and Libby have run away, but Scylla is still next to you, sword in hand. Well, I feel like since Libby rolled on that one an initiative, but... This whole time, she's been kind of fumbling to get her her heavy greatsword out of her pack that she just so neatly put away. And this is why she never puts things neatly in her backpack. And as she kind of, like, lugs the weight out, you know, kind of in a way that almost lies to the weight of a greatsword, right? With the strength she's built up. We'll take this opportunity put before her by everyone else of Morgus putting in, in front of her and... Uh, as very encouraging words and try and aim for the similar slashing point that uh, Scylla just hit at. Yeah. I'll be a 22 for yeah, the first that, attack that, and 27 gonna... for the second attack. No! As a 20. Let's Yo! go! They come through when they matter! Both hit. <laughs> okay. Oh. Gotta remember how to read. Wow, okay. It's first is eight slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is, I think, ten critical damage. Am I reading that right? Is it- mm-hmm. Total? I think it's 19 total. I think it's 19 total. 19 yeah. total? 19 total on the second for the nat 20. You hit it into that slot, and this huge, just like, glob of like this ooze just plops out and like these weird stringy things that are moving that don't look like tentacles but somehow uh, look like intestines but not really like the innards of this creature are just like floating with it in the air so this eyes are looking around it is 
slowly floating lower to the ground, but it's still alive. As it comes to its turn. (laughs) Unless you have a bonus action or movement you would like to take, Siva. No, I'll stay right here. Okay. (laughs) One question to ask. I may have just, like, missed it. It might have just been a miss. But did Scylla get two attacks on the attack action or just the one attack that was a spine? Oh, I just got the one. Do I get two? Because it's back (laughs) five now. Are you level five power? You're level five now. You get two tech. Fuck, what? Sorry, I should know paladin more by now, but I don't. This is baby's first paladin. I'll take it on the second one. I'm not going to take it somewhere's turn on this. <laughs> this is my bad. Uh, great. Shut it up for me anyway. <laughs> the creature badly, badly wounded turns around to face you all. Um... And it's going to shoot some rays at whomever is closest. Um, all right. Zibba, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Can I use a bardic inspiration on dexterity saving throw if necessary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Just keep that in mind. Don't tell me how it ends yet. What about danger sense for barbarians? Oh. Let me reread what that is. Danger sense. You had advantage on deck saving throws, but D and D Beyond should automatically factor that in, right? No. No. So no, I get a roll twenty. It's only against effects mm-hmm. that you can see. Mm-hmm. Ah. So I guess I'll roll again. Jeez, I'll take my first roll. Um, <laughs> first roll is a nineteen. Second roll is a six. So we'll take the nineteen. Yeah, with the 19, you save as a flaming sphere of projectile fire hurls towards you and you're able to jump back in time. Um, Scylla, I need you to make me a strength saving throw. Can do, can do. Ah, ooh, uh, six. Okay, you are pushed back 15 feet past Godfrey and Morgus away from this creature. Uh, uh, I need you to also make... A constitution saving throw, as this force is enough to push you into the light barrier. Mm-hmm. Ha, fuck off, dirty 20. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're still going to take half the damage as the light flashes um, in your eyes, but you are not blinded. Um... Thirteen halved. I can't even fathom math today. So six, <laughs> six radiant damage. Is nine. What? Half of eighteen is nine. Thirteen halved. You round up or down? Thirteen halved. Sorry, I heard eighteen. Is it seven. You round up or down? Down. Okay. Round down. Cool. Um. Great. Sorry, I just start to think about math, and my brain goes no. Just like instantly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. Uh, Great. And with the last uh, 
spray it has is going to shoot over everyone else towards Godfrey. And Godfrey, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as you pocket these gems. Six. Morgus is going to blur. I'm going to use a chronal shift. Please re-roll that. Okay. All right, I'll roll it like a little bit extra this time. Give it a little <laughs> more juice. Yeah, just give it a little tap. All right, all right. Eleven. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> better. So much better um, than the first roll of six. Okay. Still not enough. As you take... Almost twice as good. Yeah. 15 necrotic damage. Ouch. And it like hisses and spits and shows its spiky teeth at you all. And all of its eyes blink in unison as it's Mm. still glopping this globby goop to the ground. That is it. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Like, subscribe, share with your friends, tell your friends, watch us on Twitch, listen to the podcast, watch on YouTube, share the VODs, take the clips, do all the things of the things. We appreciate you all so, so much. Special shout out to any investors that we have. Thank you. Thank you. Intro and outro by Nolan Clock. Everything else by myself in the cast. I hope you have a really great day.